Hey, 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 guys, what's up? This is the Best You Nation. I'm Adler, and this is the infamous Finn Foster. Hey, Finn. Hey, man. How you doing, man? I am doing great. It is a brand new day, brand new opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. And I'm excited to be here, man. We got a great topic in the hats that's been pulled from the imaginary hat because we don't really actually have a real hat sitting in front of us. But no, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm doing really, really well. Uh, before I kind of talk about some goals and things that I've accomplished this week, let me ask you how you are doing. Um, I'm actually feeling a lot better. Um, I'm recovering from a little bit of a stomach bug. Um, I didn't wasn't eating too much and it's been like, you know, a rough, uh, past week, but, um, I'm, I say I'm at a cool 90% right now. Uh, I feel good. Feel fine. Um, cool. Like a cucumber, like a cucumber, man, cucumber, yeah. a cucumber, man, like a cucumber, but no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, I'm on the up and up. So, uh, that's, that's pretty much all good for me. Like I, I, I don't, I, my last week was pretty much uneventful outside of being sick. So, and I don't want to go into details for that. So I'll, I'll spare you guys uh, all that. How about you? How's your week? How was your I, week? My week was very productive. I would say um, part of part of the week, first of all, start off the week with something called a run. I have, uh, I actually compared my two week mile, or sorry, I compared my two week 5K time. And this is actually pretty exciting because if I'm not mistaken, I actually shared, did I share this in the group today? Or I shared it on Instagram. Um, I did a 5k today mm -hmm. and I completed it in 30 minutes in 49 seconds, which right. I think I'm like a little under two minutes down from two weeks ago. Nice. So, okay. Yeah, man, I was really excited. I, I went to Altamont. There's a like a like a trail that I like to go, like walk Phoebe usually. Uh, Cassandra mm -hmm. and I will sometimes do that on the weekend, and I ran the five k in thirty minutes, or yeah, thirty minutes. And I think two weeks ago I ran a five k in thirty two minutes, close to thirty three. So nice. what I will say is there's some progress in the making, and I'm also going on my third. This is my third or fourth week. Fourth week of being vegan, no alcohol. And I'm down to 197 pounds uh, from, nice. two, from 208. And it's consistent because I keep weighing myself on the same scale. And um, it, it's a good feeling. I feel much better. I feel alive. I feel like uh, that's one thing about me. Like I really do feel more energetic and, and, and like, like I want to do things. And I'm more – not that I wasn't proactive prior. I just feel like I'm energetic and I have like this like – this energy that's not depleted by the time the day is over. It's like, it's, I have a balanced amount of energy. Um, and then what else, what else have I done? Uh, would you call it, would you say that you're, um, well, I, I know you use the word energy, but uh, it almost seems like, um, whenever I, I hear somebody say like, yo, I, I started eating right. And I started feeling better. There's almost like this pep in their step, a bounce. So yes. would you say it's more energy or would you say it's more confidence? So I would say it's a little mix of both, but I would almost say I feel um, revitalized. 
is maybe okay. better to com- to combine the two. So the confidence aspect is great because it does allow me to see it in the mirror. I also feel it mm-hmm. when I'm walking and I'm I'm not feeling. Uh, it's not that I feel tired. I feel I starting to feel like I, I'm talking like I was like incompetent prior, but it's just. You know, when I, when I'm, when I was eating chicken, even chicken and turkey, which is like, in my mind, like I liked, I like chicken and turkey, but it, my body didn't, my body didn't like it. So actually cutting out meat completely and even the byproducts of meat in these last four weeks, I've been really experiencing more of a, I don't, I, energy is the word, but it's like, like you said, the pep in the step, but it's more of a... Yeah. So, and this is just like, this is a rule of thumb that I live by is when you physically look good, then you physically feel good. And when you physically feel good, that transfers out into everything. You work a little bit better. You walk a little bit more confident. You um, are a little bit more productive in your life. And it like, it's, it's almost not to say that it's impossible. It's almost hard to find somebody that like is physically in shape, fit, eating right, doing all those things. Those people typically don't deal with depression the same way that others do, you know? And so I I just find like, just in my life, like um, the most most times I've actually dealt with depression um, and I've struggled with it the most was typically like when I was like in that, you know, out of um, a weight limit where I, I felt confident that that's, that's just me personally. Like, obviously everybody has their own, but that's just kind of like um, how I, I, I kind of build my confidence. My confidence comes from, all right, mirror. All right, look good. I feel good. Now I feel good. Now I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work well. And people like people often say, it's like, wow, you're always so positive. You're always so, and usually it, it has a direct correlation to like what I'm doing in my own personal life first. So I was, I was just curious, um, you know, no, I mean, considering uh, that you're having your journey. It's definitely, it's definitely a transition. Um, I'm actually like trying to be, to talk a little bit more about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to do something with it. I feel like it's uh, it's an opportunity to focus on a wellness approach because when, when I, like Cassandra and I were kind of talking about this, it's like, you know, when you have been eating and consuming meat, for like your entire life. And then you just take this drastic change. It's like night and day, summer to winter. It's like completely opposite, polar opposites of each other. It really, number one, I will say the hardest part is like still knowing what breakfast sausage tastes like and then making vegan breakfast, like plant-based, especially I'll say plant-based. It sounds a little bit more not like, cause I feel like when I say vegan, it's like, you're like attacking the carnivores or you're attacking the people who love their brisket and their, I don't want to sound like I'm telling you how to eat or what to eat. Cause that's not the, by all means, I made this personal choice. Uh, Cassandra yeah. and I actually together, we made this, so she's been vegetarian all of her life. So she really has had an impact and inspired me to be a little bit more proactive about my health and to view it from this perspective, from being more, uh, conscientious about what's going on in my body. Now that's everyone's choice. That's the beautiful thing about free will. We all have a choice and I don't ever want to sound like I'm telling you or con- sound condescending or telling you how to be, uh, just it's me sharing information or sharing my journey with people and trying to be more of an advocate for that. 
But one thing I will say, and, and I'm just going to just briefly talk about it real quick, is that this plant-based diet, like the plant-based breakfast sausage, it's really good actually. It's just, it's really weird when you've eaten plant, like regular, like your mm -hmm. greasy, juicy, delicious sausage from the, what is it? It's usually beef, you know, beef or pork. And knowing the difference, like the fact that it's, it's such a transition, it's very difficult to be like, oh, I know this is plant-based or, hey, this is, this is definitely from a, from a, from a cow. And like, that is the challenge I have. Like I have a challenge right now where it's like my taste buds are like confused. Um, but over these last few weeks, I've really noticed like it's weird because even Cassandra's dad even mentioned this, like you're going to start seeing and start noticing your taste buds are going to kind of change. You're going to you're going to notice the abundance of taste of fruit. You're going to notice the abundance of taste of vegetables and like you're going to get protein from different kinds of uh, like peas and beans and, 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 you know, tofu and even like the studies on tofu. I mean, I can go on this for days and days and days, but um, it's a discipline. That's really what it comes down to. Dieting is a discipline. It is not a, it's a lifestyle, but it's really a discipline. Like you went paleo, right? You said paleo? Um, no, I, I did pescatarian for January. So that's a discipline. And I think that when you can commit to yourself or commit to that goal, you are actually dabbling in an area where you are either strengthening a weakness or you're, you're, you're developing something from... Uh, something that's already maybe present and you can yeah. pick that. like, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It is one of the hardest things I've had to do. And I remember we did 75 hard and I couldn't even complete that. But let me tell you four weeks of cutting out alcohol, cutting out dairy. Uh, mind you, I'm lactose intolerant. So there already is a better choice to just completely eliminate it. It's just overall, like these last few weeks have really been uh, a revitalizing and pivotal time for me because my body is going through such change. I'm sweating like crazy for no reason. Um, I'm sleeping better though. Like I feel better. I feel more, like you said, confidence, more energy. Um, but we'll see. I I'm excited to see where I will be in four weeks from now because I've already seen a significant amount of weight loss, which is kind of originally why I started it. But I also yeah. noticed the overall well being of who I am. I feel better. I overall feel so much better. And um, I, I thank Cassandra for that. You know, obviously being an inspiration just daily. Like this is my fiance telling me, hey, you should check this out. And not telling me how to do it, but providing her own journey as a source of inspiration. She never like said, hey, you got to be vegan. You have to be a vegetarian because she didn't care if I cooked chicken in here or not. Yeah. Just, well, and so and the, yeah. the, the, the good thing is like, um, you know, and this is, this is something that I, I try to tell everybody is eating quote unquote healthy or changing the diet. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Like it's, it's, it's a really good thing because, um, you, you'll find that when you start to give your body the nutrition that it actually needs, you'll find that your skin, you know, improves. You'll, you'll find that your weight improves. You'll find that your your body overall improves. You'll find that your your joints your don't swell nearly as much. Your mind, yeah, your mind, like the the whole nine yards. It's actually like it's it's really good because if, if you really think about it, right? What you put into your body is like you, that's what your byproduct is. So if you're putting in like tons of fast food and ice cream and like different snacks and stuff like that, then you're going your body's going to mirror those food options. 
versus if you're you know choosing to go with a salad or an impossible burger which me personally i love impossible burgers um huge fan of it i cannot stand beyond anything beyond like like if I'm, I'm thankful that we're not sponsored by them because I would not touch them. Like beyond, I've tried my best. I still have like a handful of beyond beyond meat patties that uh, um, I I got like back in January. I can't even. It, can't it's admit. funny that you say that though, because I I honestly my breakfast my breakfast sausages are from Beyond Meat, so I don't know. They yeah. taste very very close to. Let me know. ask you this: Try Impossible first. It'll change your life. Okay. It'll change your life. You try. You you go to Impossible like whoa, this is way better. Like I will say, guarantee. we do eat. We use Impossible. Like well, we did a we did a deconstructed lasagna. We actually use the Impossible meat from Publix. It's really good. I mean, it was no, it, it is really good, and it's actually the texture is actually really good. And and that was like, it's confusing why. Like someone actually asked me this question, and I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but it was funny because like how if you're vegetarian or vegan. Why are you still pleasuring to eat the plant-based version of ground beef? I didn't know how to answer that question, and maybe someone can enlighten me how to answer that question. But well, so, it, so check it out. Like, and I, I'm going to give you this is just my own answer. This is the way I I, I, hey, I, man, I take it. You take it. Um, for somebody who's a cigarette smoker, you smoke for 30 years. Usually, that person ends up chewing gum. Um, in order to help quit, because it's not necessarily that you're addicted to smoking, you just have an oral fixation. And so it's not, it's just something that can kind of give you that satisfaction, but it's not nearly as detrimental. So um, the fact that you're um, choosing to go vegan, um, now your body processes it a little bit differently. And like you, you and I, you and I've had this discussion multiple times. Like you've had like uh, moments of time where you just like feel bloated, uncomfortable, and stuff like that. Like that's that's your thing. You're Mister Bloated. Like if there was a hat that I could been for a while, last four weeks I have not been bloated. And part of the reason is because you're eating differently. Yes. So now you can still get that oral fixation in terms of like that meat taste, but it's not actually meat. And to most people, it's just like, well, then why not just eat meat? Well, it, it it all depends on what type of meat you're eating as well. Like, you know, there's there's a debate to be made on if you were to eat more organic or farm-grown stuff, it, how it could affect your body. I do, yeah. like your massaged cow meat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an argument to be made, but unfortunately, you know, we, you know, as a society, I'm talking about this on the Western side of the world, uh, our society just even like fast food burgers are, you know, it's like, for lack of a better word, it's like grade. I won't give it a grade. It's just not as good for you. It's, 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 it's not like the lean meat. It's, it's all like the, all right, Hey, let's process and pump this up with other things. And here we'll feed it to somebody. Right. But, um, I love talking about, um, fitness and I love talking about um, different diets and I love looking into like one of the, I, I, I will admit it on air. One of my weird hangups is I love looking at like different people, uh, stars or fitness influencers, uh, like, you know, look at Dwayne, the rock Johnson, 
to look at um, uh, Michael B. Jordan or Hugh Jackman or um, Jason Momoa. I love looking at their physique and then learning what they do in order to keep it, learning what they eat in order to um, get and develop that type of physique. Like Chris Hemsworth is fully vegan. Um, you know, uh, you know who else Kevin is vegan? Hart. Do you want to know who else is vegan? What are Chris. you talking about? I am Arnold. Arnold is yes. vegan. He did. He did make that transition after he got out of office. I do. Um, they did. They do an um, uh, an episode of Fridge, uh, like what's in your fridge, and they kind of go over it. Anyway, long story short, um, I love having these conversations because you know it's just something that's always interesting me, uh, interesting to me because you know we want to be the the best. You nation is about a group of people who are striving to be the best version of themselves, physically, right. mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and all that. And that's something that's super powerful. And to me, I would almost, I would almost say that having a discussion on health and being like overall wellness, physical wellness in general, is probably one of my biggest strengths. Because through my own course of my own journey, I've acquired things that like have worked for me and things that haven't worked for me. And I've kind of, you know, it's been like a trial and error type situation. Right. And so to me, I always view this at this subject matter. I've always used it, view it as a strength for me. I can always learn more, but I always view it as a strength because it's something that I'm so obsessed with. I'm so like fixated on that. Like I can, you know, I can look at like what, what's going like, I've had like people ask me like, well, what's a carb? Like it's, it's, it's surprising to, to, See, like a lot of people don't know what a carb is. So when I say, oh, well, that's, you know, I didn't have any carbs. Well, you just had like a big plate of rice. That's, that was carbs technically. So like having like uh, my own experiences, it feels like a strength. And you and I were actually talking off air. We had a discussion um, just to kind of transition. We talked about like strengths and weaknesses and is it better to double down on your strengths or is it better to try to develop your weaknesses so that way you're not as weak? And, um, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty, it was a pretty good conversation that we had. And so I figured today would be a wonderful time to kind of go back and forth on, um, first of all, what's your take on should we double down on your strengths or should you since your strengths are already so strong, start developing on your weakness. What's your opinion? So, all right. So I think the biggest thing about strengths are strengths give us a bit of an identity. It gives us the, the ability to engage with who we are individually, right? As a person. And so essentially we are taught, and I think this is just my perspective on it, but I think we are taught to focus on our strengths and to use your weaknesses as opportunities to develop into strengths. Now, the only thing that I would say about that is, and this is just something that I think every single person has experienced. If you ever go to a job interview, they always ask you, so what are your strengths? And then you kind of go down this line about it and then they want to know also, what are your weaknesses? 
And I actually remember when I got hired into the ER, this is an actual response that I had. What are your weaknesses? Well, my weaknesses are, and I, I responded with a very, it was a very, um, it was a rhetorical, but it was also very honest. It was almost sarcastic a little bit, but it was just giving them the, I don't, I have weaknesses, but my weaknesses are strengths that haven't been activated yet. And they're like, what? And basically what it means is that we have two things that we either do. Either A, we're going to be wide and shallow, or we're going to be narrow and deep. I've actually talked about this as far as relationships and friends. See, we're so concerned about having friends, 10,000 friends, but only being two centimeters deep into those relationships. When you can have five people and count on your hands and be five friends and be 10,000 miles deep. And you know those people, you know them like the back of your hand. And so when you think about that with your weaknesses and your strengths, the mindset is, is that if you're wide and shallow, so that is the, that is the 10,000 friends, only 10 centimeters deep. And that let's, let's think about that as your strengths, right? Or your weaknesses. You're only going to be decent because you're investing. It's like having 10 strengths and you only put 10% in each one because you want to make sure you're good at all these 10. The problem is, is that you're only going to be decent mediocre. You're not going to be a professional. So another example, just to throw it at you, is like sports. You have 10 guys in a little league, right? Of those 10 guys, only one is going to get really, is going to get pulled. Maybe two are going to get pulled to be, you know, on the national team. So let's say for like NFL or the World Cup men's soccer team. Okay. The reason why I'm getting at this is because when you, and you've said this yourself, when you focus on one task and get really, really, really good at it, not even just a task, but like I say, a strength. For me, it's talking to people. I used to have a hard time talking to people, but I knew I could talk to people. It just wasn't quality. It wasn't, it was just mediocre. Let me use the word mediocre. What happening is, is that I got better because I was exposed to environments that required me to talk. So now you are getting better at doing whatever the, the strength is. So for me, talking to people, communicating to people, and you become more of a narrow, deep-minded person, meaning that you're going to be great at one strength. Now, I'm not saying limit yourself to one own, like one strength only for the rest of your life. It's the idea is to be more focused on one task at hand, master it, move on to the next, master it, move on to the next. Because what ends up happening is it's kind of like when people delegate, right? And this is my last little point to just to answer your question. When you delegate somebody who's really good in a specific area, like let's say that, let's say Max is really good at taking care of uh, the, the, the bowl line at a, at like a, one of those like fancy, like, like fresh kitchen or something or Kava. And he's really good at communicating. Hey, what do you want? What do you want on your bowl? You want a six bowl, four bowl, three bowl. What do you want today? Versus Frankie, who's a little bit more reserved. He's really good at taking care of things in the back end. Doesn't like to be seen much. He can talk, he communicates, but he's stronger at taking care of logistical things. So he takes care of the, the money for the day, the, the, how much we made, how much we took in, how much we, how many people we served, because those things go into play. So it would be, 
a little awkward to put somebody who might not have the strength of logistics in a logistical spot. Now, the argument would be, well, they can get stronger at it if they practice at it and they get better at it and they just kind of work towards it. True. But my mindset is this. If you can put somebody in an area of work or whatever the case may be that they're really strong at and you allow them to go, you see success. You allow to, that to sprout and to allow to grow. Now, I'm not saying don't put people in areas of work or an area that they um, may not thrive. It's more so the engine is the life of the car. The steering wheel, is it, it takes you where you need to go. They all have their. I know these are terrible analogies. No, I just hey, trying to. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to. Let, give, me, let me just recap. I'm just trying to make sure because you threw. No, no, no uh, take it. I know, I know. I threw myself off. I just try to you put threw in a like, whole bunch of analogies. So I'm just going to try to recap and make sure that I understand. So basically, your stance is it's more important to double down on your strengths than it is to get your weaknesses stronger correct because even though you're working on your you're always going to have strengths your weaknesses i think over time develop as you're getting better at your strengths if that makes sense okay so and um you know i actually um i don't know why i do so many analogies i just have to point it out like i i get i think that if i if i had to write another book it would just be all analogies just a bunch of different crazy analogies that make absolutely no sense to the context of our conversation. And yeah. if they do, it's just way out there left or way out right, you know? Well, and that's, that's why I was trying to make sure, because, you know, sometimes when there's too many analogies, just for me personally, it, it gets confusing and I'm, I'm just like, okay, so wait, Max, who's, who's Max? But then we, the little league and everything. So now I understand it. Like I, I, I got where you, you're coming from. Um, you know, and, and I, I can't say that I disagree with what, what your point is. Mm -hmm. Um, only reason, like, I, <sighs> we'll start it off. Um, in my younger years, my belief was that you had to like, you had to get your weaknesses stronger. Um, the idea was that your weaknesses are exposed and because they're exposed, you must find a way to turn that into a strength. And unfortunately for me, it almost seems like when you focus on your weaknesses, it's almost seems like you're out of characteristic. Like you're, you're, you're not being true to your identity. And like, that doesn't mean that you don't ever improve on your weaknesses. That just means that I, I don't believe that your main focus should be solely on your weaknesses because you're not, for a lack of a better term, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Be like what ends up happening is if I'm more, um, let's say um, my, my strength is fitness, right? And I love talking about like wellness and um, all that. If I start talking about cars, which is a weakness for me, 
now I'm focusing on my, my weaknesses and I'm getting it stronger, but then now my strength starts to diminish as well. So as you're focusing on your weakness, then your strength start, starts to weaken as well versus focus like let's say if we will we'll, and i'm going to use an analogy right okay we're going to use we're going to use um a hundred percent effort right that's the uh, analogy right 50 percent of my effort is going to go on my strength and then i'll divide the other 50 percent on to my weaknesses and spread them across i would much rather be strong and stay strong for what i'm known for than to start to diminish where I was strong at and then not have any form of identity. Right. No, I agree. That's, but that, 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 that I think is the misconception that we have is that people are focused on, Oh, I have to delegate my time to being better at going to the gym. I also have to delegate myself and being a better cook. So what you do is you invest. It's like you're shorthanding yourself is, which is kind of what you were saying by like, the concept of uh, <clears throat> what you say, you said a disservice. The disservice is that you are, you are trying to take care of 10 tasks, but you're not going to give a hundred percent because you only get a hundred percent and you're divvying it up amongst the 10 different tasks. And like you said, like, I feel like th- and this is just me personally, like even our podcast, like the podcast itself, you know, we're, you made this comment actually right before we started. Like this was off air. You said that we, when we first started, I remember it took us 20, 30 minutes just to get in, get in, to get in going and get this thing started. Right now we just yeah. click record. We're in the studio. We're going at it and we're recording and we're, we don't have to think about it because when you've done something, we both know we can talk. We both know we have knowledge based information. We both know that we can offer. We can, we could. We can inspire people. We are made. I, I truly believe that God has given us that gift to speak and motivate and inspire. It's in our voice. It's in our in our persona, who we are. But why did we have a hard time when we first started the podcast? I mean, that's it's like okay, where we we talk really well, we know what we're talking about, but why can't we get this started? And it's because we we got better because we didn't invest into ten different things. Well, I'll speak for I'll speak for myself. I I try to do ten different things, but I will say, it didn't work out for me. Trying to do the motive, the this, the that, the this, 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 all those things didn't come out to be as great as the best you nation because I and I'm giving you a real life example. This isn't even an analogy. You know this. You've called me out on it before. I try to do ten different projects because I'm the tinkerer. I'm trying to do so many different things, but that's the value, that's the like evil villain like uh, persona the tinkerer the tinkerer uh, <laughs> coming out find a way to tinker on it something well and so check this out right um okay mastery is achieved in the repetition mm-hmm. in order for you to become a master at anything in life it doesn't matter whether it's finance whether it's cooking um it doesn't matter In order for you to become a master, you have to put in the repetition, you have to put in the hours, you have to give that effort. And if you're focusing on the areas in life that you're weak in, then how are you supposed to become a master of your craft? 
becoming a master of your craft is a lot of work, endless hours and endless effort consistently. And the most important part is that consistency. That consistency is what separates you from the other, other person, the average Joe. That consistency is what creates the mastery. And so you were you were talking about like how like and I'm going to use it because you use this as an analogy. So now it's on the table. I'm going to no, use it. No, it's an example. Is. It's a real life example, not analogy. Real life example. Real life example. Yes, real life example. Let's set, the, let's so, set, that, let's set those apart because it is a so real life. Let's, let's let's go by it. Let's name it together, right? We had the motive. We the had motive. in uh, in motion. Uh, one motion. One motion. We had what else? Um. There was, there was a third one. I couldn't remember. It, it was developing into this. This is when before we sat down and said, let's do this. It was it was the motive. It was one motion. And then this was the original. The OG of Finn Foster. When I first started anything, was it? it was called New Life Ministry. New Life Ministry. Okay. So it was like back in like 2016. Have, so check this out. You I, have three different things that you came up with. How long did you stick with all of them before you changed? It, it, trick, it was a trickle effect. New life. No, no, no. no, no, no. Hey, boy, just answer the question. I don't want you to go into detail. I understand you want to defend your stance. That's cool. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not defending. I was, I was answering your question. You wanted to know how long okay. I spent with each one. New life. How was long did you spend on each project individually? So, no, no, that's what I was going to answer. That's what I, had, that's what I was going to answer. Okay, go ahead. So, new life, okay. I spent probably about a year. And then. Then I was like, I needed something new. I need something different. I need something. I need a game changer. So then right. I started. I think it was one motive or the motive. The motive okay. that that lasted like six months. And six months. Six months. Okay. I'm like telling on myself. Uh, All right. What was the other one? One motion. I think one motion. one motion. That one lasted maybe three, four months. Four months. Okay. So in a total of almost two years, you had three different projects. Yes. Now, if you add in the best you nation outside of outside of what we're the time that we're in right now, right? Right. You had four different ideas, two two years, and your own like two years, four different ideas. So there's an argument to be made. How much how consistent were you in working with that whole entire pro process? You see what I'm saying? And in order to become a master at anything you have to be consistent. In order to be consistent, you have to get the repetition. And there's like, there's, and I'm sure you can, you can, um, you know, you can attest to this. There's too many people that you know, I know that want to do um, something with their life or a podcast or create a cookbook or do whatever it is, but they refuse to just take action. They don't take action because they're looking for the perfect opportunity. They're, they're waiting for a good time. And a lot of the times what ends up happening is people don't want to suck at something. That's really what it comes down to. You don't want to be terrible at something and work at it and consistently work at it until it becomes something that you're skilled at, until it becomes something that's second nature. So you refuse to start. And because you refuse to start, you end up doing nothing. So now Which for me, you start, but because you 
were too. <laughs> My thing is that I allowed. I you want. I can. I'll, I'll isolate what the issue was with with what you did the first time, right? Mm-hmm. The issue was, you got bored with the routine. It's simple and plain. Like it. Like you were doing it, you just got bored with it. This roast session is brought to you by Twenty Four <laughs> Hours in a Day. No, I mean, like that. I mean, that's you're true. You're right. You are absolutely right. It was that's. that's that's really why you. That's really why you tinker so much. You tinker because you're like, oh, yeah, it's been like this for a while. Let's change it. So there's an argument to be made. There is an argument to be made, though, and this could be a today conversation or a completely separate conversation. But I will say, yeah. I agree with you. There was a degree of boredom that kind of got into play. But on my defense, though. Not that this is a, this is this is a room of court, but this is just the way that I look at it. I wanted to improve, and I wanted to better what we had or what I had going on. So yes, while one motion, the motive, new life, all those kind of like were circling what I was, what I would call a strength. So let's 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 look at this. Let's let's actually turn this into something. So you okay. have I look like the Fujigi guy. We were watching old YouTube, like the YouTube video of all these old commercials from when I was like a kid. And one of them was the Fushigi ball thing. That's like, you like, you're all like this, like that, and like this. No idea what that is. Oh man, it's so weird. We were laughing so hard because I was like, I kept wanting one of those dumb balls. It was like a little Fujigi, like gravity defying ball. I'll get it now for $19.99. But no, wait, buy now and you'll get a second one for free. It's like one of those situations. But anyways, besides the point. So what ended up happening was like, in the midst of all of the things that weren't working. So my weakness is that I was bored with a project that wasn't going anywhere. It, it, like, it was a grand idea. I rushed at it. I had an energy. I came full force. But then what happens is, is that I have to look at the, like, in the core. Let's crack open the, the sphere of weaknesses and look at the core of all three of those, right? Look what popped out of it. The consistency is now here. The best you nation, which was only a thought in 2019 and a podcast in 2019. But what I realized is that I wanted to be able to speak on a platform to reach people that I couldn't reach if I even wanted to get on a plane right now to fly to Germany. Why? Because it's $1,500 for a flight round trip. And who's got $1,500 flying around besides for rent or groceries or car payment, things of that nature. So in my mind, when I was 20 or however, 19 or 20 years old, it didn't, it, it didn't, for me, I, I was trying to find a way to connect with people right here from the comfort of my home, from wherever I was on the go, Facebook live at the time, Instagram live now, like these things in the podcast, obviously, this is, this is the platform that I feel like has been the most and I will say the most consistent thing that Finn Foster has done when it comes to doing something of the nature in this sector, this part of my life that I want to be able to inspire, which is why we collaborated because bringing in 24 hours in a day at the time, I think it was the motive or one motion or something like that. And we kind of like, I trickle mine out, but I kept my strength. It's kind of like, all right, here we go. Eh, just kidding. We're going to take this idea. We're going to bring a new idea in and we're going to mm -hmm. lock it in. And here we have the best unation. And that is so, the core of the three little projects I did 
Brought to you by the Tinkerer. I will be 100% honest with you, right? <clears throat> Full of crap. Is that what you're going to say? I'm just kidding. Uh, well, essentially, yes. That's exactly what I was actually going to say. I was what? Gonna say the reason. No. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. All right. I'm hearing you out. Finn, you're probably one of the most talented people I've ever met. And you're, you're, you're very skilled um, in terms of like coming up with content and coming up with an art and having a vision and then being able to create some nothing like it's something from nothing and it's just a thought an idea and then it becomes something the only difference between those projects and the best nation is the fact that for the first time in your life when you decided to change or to try to change something you have outside counsel saying hey What's your train of thought and give me a rationale for why you want to change it. And if it's not a good reason, then there's no reason to change it. That's the only difference. Otherwise, this is exact like th this is exactly what you could have been doing on your own. And you know, to transition, you know, a lot of the times it's the the routine becomes mundane. It becomes boring. Like it, it really does. Like I, I can be honest with you, sometimes like uh, being, being quote unquote healthy, it's boring sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm eating onions, peppers, mushrooms, and a protein, onions, peppers, mushrooms, and a protein, and it's boring. But what ends up happening is like by you doing the same thing and doing the stuff that are um, emotionally hard, you start to develop the growth and that's how you that's how you become stronger. You become stronger by doing the uncomfortable things and consistently doing it. And now when you've done it so long, it becomes second nature. So now you've been doing this long enough between uh, New Life Ministries and, and the motion, the motive, and now we're at the Best You Nation. You've consistently done it now, the Best You Nation, for longer than all three of those projects combined. That's very true. And the only difference is is you stuck with it and you had a little bit of outside counsel myself saying hey i understand you want to change it but explain your train of thought for why you want to change it and if you can't give me a good enough reason then there's no reason to change it and like imagine if coca-cola changed their logo every two years we wouldn't know what the coca-cola emblem would would look like what if nike changed their emblem what if mcdonald's changed from the m like it, it, they have they go from McDonald's to Whack Donald's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't yeah, know why you, I thought that was funny. I'm not sure why either, but you made the joke. It, <laughs> it's out there now. <laughs> but like that, that's, that's the thing is once you do something consistently, it becomes your identity. Once it becomes your identity, it becomes a strength. Once it becomes your strength, then you can now develop it into a skill. And that's, that's that's what we're that's i mean if you look at the most successful people in the world usually they have some form of routine that they follow and in order for you to to become a master you have to take it one step at a time you have to win your morning you have to win your morning to winning your day from winning your day to winning your week winning your week to winning your month winning your month to winning your year winning your year to creating a decade long of success 
And it all starts from taking baby steps into developing that strength and turning it into a complete and other weapon. That's the way you develop your strength is by consistently working at it and double down on your strength. And I think that you should pay attention to your weaknesses for sure. You definitely need to pay attention to your weaknesses. You, it can't be just like, let's say if your weakness is um, disorganization, you still kind of have to work on organization, but understanding that that's not your strength. Now you can either um, uh, get, seek outside counsel and seek help and say, Hey, help me with my organization. And it can keep you in check. One of the things that you that I'd say you, you identified as your weaknesses that you like to make changes. So now understanding that you like to make changes, you have somebody to say, Hey, I, I, I know you want to change it, but why? And if you can't give a, a factual reason why, instead of saying, well, I feel like, yeah, I feel like doesn't necessarily support an objective standpoint. It's just more of a subjective statement. So give me an objective reason why you need to change it. And then we can change it. And if you can't give it, that's okay. But we're not going to change it until we have an objective reason. And a lot of the things you've made a lot of great points in which we have changed. Like for example, um, the picture, the, um, we did change it, um, but we did have, we went through a, I can't even remember how many times we changed the logo to in the picture, but now that we finally got it, it looks amazing. You created, you created it from scratch. You took like our, our picture and then you made it into art. And now it's something that everybody can see and be like, oh yeah, that's the best you nation. And it's been like this now for I don't even know, like, uh, what, year and a half? Something like that. I mean, yeah. the, biggest, the biggest thing is like this. So you you were, as you were saying something, it kind of like a thought started to formulate for me, right? So one yeah. of the things that I realized is that we have a hard time, and maybe this is just the way that I look at it. It's we become routine, key, routine, that we forget about the weaknesses. Now, it's not a bad thing to forget about weaknesses because I think weaknesses give us give us room to be imperfect. It gives us the ability to say, hey, I'm human. And it also allows us to not be boring. Because if everybody had the same strengths, I mean, it really kind of comes down to like everybody has certain strengths and certain weaknesses that reflect even in just like the workspace, for example. While you may not understand why somebody is the way that they are, well, it's because we are built and we are designed to be different. That's the part that I think people, we try to be like others. We try to be like other people. And yes, that's great. But it's like, if you look at, I'll even bring it down to the uh, to Cassandra and I. We have, we have strengths and we both have weaknesses. We don't necessarily have to worry about our weaknesses because the other person's strength or my weakness is her strength and my strengths are sometimes some of her weaknesses. So when you look at it, it's kind of, they correspond with each other. So like, for example, I hate doing dishes. I think every person can hate dishes. I think that's a fair statement. I don't like them because I had to do them as a chore, as a punishment. I don't like doing laundry. It was a chore. It was a punishment. 
So it was something that I had to do as a kid. Now as a grown man, I still do them. I'm not the best at it, but I still do it. But does that mean that I have to become a professional clothes and towel folder? No. It just means that, hey, it's what strength am I looking at in the weakness that I can apply? I am good at getting things done. So instead of looking at it as, oh, I got to do the laundry, it's like I know that's that's the key word. Got to get the laundry done, right? Get it done versus the actual act of doing laundry. I don't like that's my weakness, but it doesn't mean again, I'm not going out of my way to going to basket folding university and or basket weaving university or clothes folding university, tied university and trying to figure out how to be a, the best laundry guy in the world because that's that, that's a waste of my time. While I can invest my strength, which already is, the fact that I know it has to get done, there's a motivation that says, dude, this, this is going to get done. This needs to get done. It's going to be dysfunctional in the home. If I have laundry laying here and towering up for four days, it's going to start bothering me, right? Or it doesn't even get to four days. But what I'm trying to say is if it were to get to that, it would bother me. What would trigger yeah. me to go get it done is the fact that, hey, I don't like things laying around. I like to get things done. So it's not the fact that I hate laundry, just like it. But it's you, you already like ninety percent of the population. Well, I know, but it's 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 applying the pre-existing strength that gets the laundry done. It's not that I like it; I got to get it done. And even if it's not a pre-existing strength, it's just like I don't want Cassandra to be upset that it's not done. That's so, just that. And and and, it's and so team effort. It's a team effort, and I think that's the part that we have to come back full circle is realizing that not everything that is considered a weakness is going to be resolved overnight. And I, that's one of the things I always tell in all my job interviews I ever said, there's always room for improvement, not room for perfection, room for improvement because it's a constant progress. Weaknesses are constantly being developed. We're constantly finding out that I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that, or I need to work on this. I got to work on that. But I don't go to weakness university and try to figure out and do all these crazy things because like you said earlier, I then will start depleting my strengths and continue to like lose what I already built. It's like a monopoly. If I, I don't want to lose that monopoly. I'm not going to try to make another analogy about it. So I'll just keep it at that. So let's, um, and I, I'm just going to just try to clarify it and wrap things up at the same time. Um, cause I, I understand your point. Um, it's, so it's, it's really important to find what you're skilled at and learn how to hone and master that skill to the best of your human capabilities. Now, you still have weaknesses, and the weaknesses can't always remain weak. You have to learn how to be proficient, proficient in those weaknesses, because still, that's still part of life, and you still have to learn how to do it. But focus mainly on your strength, your skill, and when I say focus on it, that means develop it, learn to improve it, make it better than what it currently is now. So that way, a few years down the line, you can look back and say, okay, I was good at this, but then I became great at it because now I've 
worked on it and I've been consistent and I've put in the time, the hours that is required for me to become a master. And now I've mastered my craft and now I've mastered it. I can share it with the world. And I understand like that was what you were, you know, getting at when you went uh, into the whole laundry and um, dishes and I completely get it. Like, and I, I, I can't disagree with you. Um, I remember when I was in, when I was a little bit younger, um, in my twenties, my idea was just like, okay, I need to focus on my weakness. I need to focus on my weakness. And what ended up happening is I started to get so overwhelmed and I started to get stressed and I started to talk a million miles an hour and my head is like spinning. And I'm like, oh man, I started to get overwhelmed at the fact that I'm not good, good at this. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. And that is almost a negative way of looking at the world because when you're so wrapped up in your weaknesses and you're so stressed out about like, well, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. That it's the same concept where you just have to get one thing right once and then everything kind of trickles down from there. So if you can master and focus on that one thing and get it right the first time, and then everything else becomes a little bit more manageable a little bit more workable, a little bit more malleable, and then you start to develop and you can continue to um, develop and diversify your skills. So that's just something that like, it took time to learn. Like now I'm like, I'm in my thirties. I can identify my weaknesses and say, okay, well, here it is. Um, I'm cognizant of them and I'm still like, I still work on it, but not, nearly it's not not my it's not my focus in life it's it's just it's like a secondary thing my primary thing is um i'm outgoing and i'm ambitious and i focus on those things because those are the only things that i know so like even we had this discussion the other day you were like you know if you're sick you know maybe we shouldn't record and to my head i'm just like hey i we got to record because at the end of the day to me this is this is my my community service and I can't tell you how many times like we get on like the podcast and somebody reaches out and um, sends a message to say, hey, what you said was so profound. It helped me out. Um, it helped like it helped me find peace, you know, things like of that nature. That's those things are those moments, those opportunities to connect with somebody are priceless. And I, I just think that it's something that. Um, you know, and again, there's everybody to each their own, but this is just. Me personally, I'm not going to give all my attention to my weaknesses. I'm going to put a majority of my effort in my strengths and then become proficient in the other stuff I'm weak at. Well, it's, it's just to add on, it's giving yourself credit for what you're already strong at. I think when you, yeah. when you, when you turn away from what you're good at already, your strengths, you're selling yourself short. I think we said in the beginning, you're selling yourself short because you're giving attention to the things that don't really aren't. I mean, like, honestly, you're going to be good at what you are, who you are because of your strengths, not because your weaknesses, your weaknesses are things you should really hold to yourself and you work on progressively. But at the end of the day, I think that when you look at everything, you have to challenge yourself to be uncomfortable, to get out of those uncomfortable situations is to get past that. We always talk about that. And also to commit to the grind. Committing to the grind. Committing to the fact that, hey, I have strengths. Let me take them. Because then life's wasted, man. 
life is wasted when you don't when you don't use what you're good at. Like right now, we're doing what we want to do because you and I both a are healthcare workers. We both work with people. Let's look at the root: helping people, community service, podcast. Okay, another source of helping people. So we've figured out what we're trying to do. We're just trying to find different avenues, but our strength is actually building up everything that we're doing. So there's a legacy when you when we leave this earth, when we go on to the next chapter, whatever God has for us. And one of the things, you know, one of the things that actually gives me peace at night, um, especially knowing that um, we're, uh, you know, we, we're recording and we have these things um, available on Spotify, YouTube and stuff like that. Um, Globally. In, in January, I, in January, I lost my great aunt and she passed away. And um, the thing that kind of helps is I remember thinking that I don't think I have much time left with her. And so I took pictures and I took videos and I, I recorded everything. And the reason I recorded is because I understood I didn't have time left. Now, was she annoyed that I was constantly putting a phone in her face? Oh, of course, she was annoyed. But now that she's gone, I can still hear her voice. I can still see her face. And these are things, these are moments that you can't get back. And so even with this podcast, long after I'm gone, whether it becomes infamous, whether it becomes well-known, the people that love me, when they miss me, they can throw on an episode. When they miss me, they can hear my voice. When they miss me, they can see me. Like I'm addressing future me and my future family. And understanding that recording these episodes, it's not necessarily about getting the um, gratification from like, other people. Will we be the next Joe Rogan? Maybe, maybe not. We don't, we don't know. But I know for a fact that one day, if my kids say, hey, I just want to hear dad's voice. You just pop in the best you nation, go on Spotify, and you can hear what dad thought about what dad, like how he thinks, how he like, Six how, years like you see what I'm saying? Like, in the future, it's going to pay dividends. And so I don't ever mind getting on here sick. I don't ever mind getting on here tired. I don't ever mind getting on here because I know that what I'm leaving behind is something far more greater. Whether or not other people see it or not, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm trying to build. And that's the most important thing. I wanna leave something behind where the, my loved ones, they can always have access. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, nothing else left to say. Um, I I definitely did like uh, having this like uh, I wouldn't say a, a debate because we definitely agreed on um, we have the same opinion. It was but open, we just had different takes. It was an open dialogue, and I think yeah, when you have those kind of conversation, it gives people a little bit of insight of how you and I look at things because I think we said it off air. We're like two halves of a brain. We, it takes two. And to you have, have your strengths, I got my strengths and we just and you have Exactly. So one thing I want to say real quick uh, before we close out, 
one of the biggest things that we've been we've been trying to work with you guys on. It's actually part of a little project. It's called TBYN Worldwide Project, and it's expanding on our platform. Uh, I guess you could say our host. That's our main. It's our main platform. Obviously, Apple has been really like a growing platform for us. We don't want to tag away from them, but Spotify has really been the ones that have really like held our podcast. Um, and when I say that, it, this is what I mean. Yeah, we are we're rolling out something where we're allowed to we're able to give you guys access to our archive and give you access to our older like first the OG the original episodes plus video in 4K. We want to give you guys more than just that. So what we're trying to do is this, and this is not a campaign ad or anything of that nature. This is simply us asking if you are supporting and have been supporting this podcast since the start. We're asking right now, you can subscribe to the podcast for no cost. If you want to go the extra mile and you want additional things with your subscription, right now you can start at $1.99. And I'm just going to say this right now, $1.99. Right now, as of today... We only have a few things available, but everything starts off as a seed, as, as at least when it comes to plants, a seed, and then it becomes a plant. And then if that plant decides to continue, it can become an entire ecosystem. But right now we're dropping the seed and our seed includes archives, 4K video version of our podcast. So you hear us, but you get to see us, how our beards are growing, how Adler's hair has gotten longer, how I'm wearing a hat today. You're not going to know these things unless you have the video version and you can see our emotions yeah. and our responses. So those things, as well as some perks with our coffee, with our merchandise that's going to expand later on this year. And It'll we do have, we, we do have plans on adding more exclusive content um, specifically there, but we're going to wait till we build an, a little bit more of an audience in order to offer that. And you can help us do that. And then again, this is not yeah. a campaign ad. I sound like we're doing a key in you. Hey, you know what? Hey, there's, no, there's absolutely no shame in asking for help because we understand that in order to be the best version of ourselves, sometimes we need some help. We so, do. We need other people around that us. That being said, give, show us some love. Give us some support. Um, hit the like. Hit the subscribe. And if you find it in your hearts, definitely hit the subscription um, and check us out. But most importantly, guys, the plan is to be the best version of yourself and trying to improve in every way that you can. Uh, just continue growing. That's the most important thing. And um, what our goal here and our mission is to impact and leave a positive light in any person that listens, interacts, or has a moment to talk to us. Uh, that's the most important things to us. And we just want to continue to be a light in our communities. Uh, that being said, check us out on Instagram. Follow me at 24 hours in a day, the Finn Foster on Instagram and, um, check us out. Um, I also have a TikTok, um, 24 hours in a day as well. Um, produce pretty, pretty, I, I think it's pretty mind blowing content. And some people would say that it's uh, it helps them with their day-to-day -day motivation and staying in shape and, you know, staying accountable. Um, but that being said, we love you. We appreciate you. Stay safe. Have a blessed week. Tune in next week. We have a special guest, and it's going to be pretty huge. Uh, 
he's been on People Magazine, and he's been um, yeah, on pretty much Apple Music. Uh, had I mean, the, the guy's the guy's infamous, and he's uh, up and coming, and he'll he's going to be one of those well known household names um, coming up very soon. Um, I'm gonna keep it a surprise so that way you guys tune in. But that being said, have a wonderful week, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe. It's your boys. Peace. Peace.